Ready for a Rick and Dave primer? When Dave and I meet people that don't know about this show, they inevitably ask us, what's it about? Well, here's my one-sentence answer. It's two lifelong friends, comedy writing collaborators for 40 years, talking about things that amuse or interest us. Our fi- we figure if it, it amuses us or interests us, it may amuse or interest you too. And this week, I asked Dave to pick out five things that we've talked about over the past year that would serve as a Rick and Dave primer. These are his five favorite segments that we've done this year. He promises gold. All right. Minutia Men is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, Soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, hey. Yeah, we've got some highlights for uh, you to uh, listen to this, uh, this week. And anybody who listens regularly to the show knows that Dave's all-time favorite subject matter is Nazis. It's just his favorite thing. I've known him for 40 years. Uh, it's all he talks about, Nazis. Uh, Anti-Nazi. He's anti-Nazi, just to be clear. Uh, this year, he brought the show probably the best Nazi segment we've ever done. It's one of the uh, five segments that he's chosen to play for you today. Uh, we call this one, Heil, Honey, I'm Home. It's absolutely. You know, I often wistfully reminisce about when times were simpler. You know? <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, I love it. You know, the the old trends are coming back. You know, the vinyl records now uh-huh. coming big things. I read that bell-bottom jeans are making a comeback. Did you see that? No. So so I'm OG. I'm the original gangsta. Okay. People always say that about you. So I was really glad to see this story. Hong Kong police switched to goose-stepping to show patriotism. <laughs> Hong Kong's entire police force <laughs> will switch from colonial era British marching drills to the goose stepping style. The, the force was actively planned for the full rollout of Chinese goose stepping drills in order to show patriotism and foster love for our motherland and Hong Kong. Police. Nothing th- says love for the motherland like, a, goose, good, like right, a goose step. A uh, couple of things here. You know, I've always wondered. You know, who invented goose stepping? Do you know who invented goose stepping? It wasn't the Nazis. I don't know. Um, it was the Prussians. It turns out that basically... Well, that, the Prussians. Yeah. I mean, come on. In the 1600s. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah. The, yeah. They've got a, their roots uh, yeah. in the same place. Right. Let's put it that right. way. They were like uh, muddy waters, right? right you know, exactly. the, 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 All great records came from it. So, basically, though, the Nazis just cut and pasted a lot of their stuff. Oh, yeah. The And the swastika was a Indian spiritual thing, I think, yeah, oh, yeah. right? So, yeah. I, you know, I'm envisioning like there was some intern, a Nazi intern, <laughs> who just said, we, we need a logo. I'm like, all right. So, he, well, you know, and you got to give him credit because this was 
pre-Google. <laughs> exactly. He must have gone to the so library. He had to, to work at that. There's well, the, a lot the, of research that goes into that. There weren't even uh, Xerox machines. No. Either. So they had to, they had to, no. Like a they had to type everything out. <laughs> now, as you can imagine, this story sent me down a goose-stepping Nazi rabbit hole. <laughs> of, course, okay. of course it did. <laughs> so... Uh, I mean, I, I may never get out of this rabbit hole, nor do I think I want to. But I found some just wonderful stuff. Uh, <laughs> Monty Python stuff. You know, okay, yeah. they they ripped Nazis. They did some good Nazi uh, stuff. Uh, the Ruddles. You know, I yeah. listened to Goose Step, you know, Goose Step Mama. Yep. Great, great tune. Good right? stuff. But I think I may have hit Z Muddleload here. Okay? okay. In 1990, there was a sitcom in Britain. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the name of the sitcom was Heil Honey, I'm Home. Okay. And it centers around Adolf Hitler and Eva Brown, who lived next to a Jewish couple, Arnie and Rosa Goldenstein. Okay. This is real? It is totally real. The show spoofs elements of mid-century or 20th century American sitcoms. (laughs) And it's driven by Hitler's inability to get along with the neighbors. Yeah. Now, now I reached out to the actor yesterday who played Hitler. Yes. And asked him to come on the show. Unbelievably, he said no. What? Yeah, I think he wants to maybe huh. sweep this under the strudel for, you know. Yeah. Uh, he was very, very nice, but he graciously declined. So I'm not going to even tell you his name. Okay. But I did find the theme song to Heil Hitler, I'm Home. And I would. Which is gold. <laughs> gold. I hope you're ready for this, Good. everybody. This is not a bit that nope. we are making up. This is a no. real theme song. From a real British sitcom. Right. And it lasted one episode. Yeah. And I watched the episode and I know why. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Heil honey. Heil honey. Heil honey. Heil honey. Hello. I'm, I'm home. Heil honey. Smile honey. Because I'm home. Gee, it's great to be top gun, but it's nothing like the fun that I get when I say hi, honey, I am home. Hi, honey, smile, honey. Gee, it's great to be back. Hi, honey, I'm home. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that first episode is available on YouTube. So. That is real. <laughs> That really happened. It really happened. It lasted one episode. Uh, and evidently, again, the actor that played Hitler doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> that, all right. I promise gold. That was gold. Uh, that was Heil Honey. Um, the uh, second uh, thing that uh, he handed me, well, we make a point of not being political on the show. And, and we do, for the most part, a pretty good job of it. But every now and then, one party or the other does something so ridiculous, we can't help but comment. Uh, One of the segments that uh, Dave has chosen for us this week fits that category, and it's called Q Harmony. Here we go. Uh, You had mentioned January 6th. Capitol Rioter asks Judge to let him use dating apps while he awaits trial. (laughs) A New York man asked a federal judge on Christmas to allow him to use dating apps. I'm writing the ad in my head right now. (laughs) Just wait. While he awaits trial on multiple felony charges for his role in the January 6th Capitol riot. Uh Alleged. Uh The attorney for Thomas Seibach filed a motion on Saturday asking U.S. Judge Amy B. Jackson to modify her release conditions for Seibach 
and who is cur- currently on home incarceration at his parents' residence in Buffalo, of course, New York. Of right? course, his parents' house, yes. <laughs> his basement, probably. Saipik is one of the multiple... Now, this guy, I don't, this is one of the alleged head guys. I mean, one I of the know. baddies. Well, do, do you remember the video of the one cop getting beaten and the guy taking his taser? Oh. He's the taser guy, alleged. He's facing, like, serious jail right, time. Right, right. Um, he, um, he took... Yeah, he robbed him of his badge and his radio and his taser. Okay. Okay. Uh, alleged. There is a question if he actually hit um, officer. F- that's Fanone. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but, sure. But he was... One of those guys. Yeah, right there. So he's under, you know, he's under home confinement, living in his parents' basement, and he's pr- prohibited from viewing or engaging on any social media platforms whatsoever. Okay. Including dating sites, right? Um, and on Saturday, Cybex lawyer, Morty Brenwald. <laughs> that's not real, is it? It is. Morty okay. Brent, Brent. All right. Sorry. It sounds like, sounds like and it's, it actually it sounds like one of the reservations at the Chinese I was just going to say he knows his way around Kung Pao chicken on Christmas. Uh, he asked Judge Amy Jackson to modify so he can interact with members of the opposite gender for oh, friendship. Sure. Okay. Uh, so this got me thinking. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know, the wheels are always turning. Of course. Right. Uh, what if we created a dating site just for capital rioters and supporters of the capital rioters oh right wow uh, see i was just gonna write his ad for him you you always well, take I, it to I, the business well, level well i got his ad i got his actual his profile here oh, okay uh and we can call it like q harmony yeah i love it you know make america date again i, I, love I don't it. know right yeah we, we can create a survey you know have people ask ask answer questions and opinions on you know jfk coming back from the well, dead and think yeah. about it if you if you really think about it and you get people that just have this perfect mindset you know the q mindset which is the correct one yeah of right? course yeah. and then they breed uh, with other oh my god the children would be super super i don't know what would we call that race yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. like uh, i don't know a master race, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right? What really good race? No, that's, no. that's no, no, no. Uh, uh, they, uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I think ma- I think you're right. Master race would be an actually great name. Uh, so I wrote his. T- I took the liberty, and let's be honest, this is all about liberty. Sure, you know, I yeah. t- took the liberty to write his profile. Okay, for his, for a day. I knew it. I was <laughs> I was hoping you had. Okay. Oh, by the way, uh, what he did is he took the taser or he took the badge. And the radio, uh-huh. and he buried it in his parents' backyard. For real? Alleged. And that one of the evidence against him is, you know, I didn't do anything. He's <laughs> like, well, Officer Fennell's badge is in the back is the backyard. So wow. Okay. So so you're going to need to know this one. Novice archaeologist and parlor influencer seeking intelligent, informed woman who does her own region research for conjugal visits. <laughs> hobbies, hobbies include editing the popular enemy of the deep state newsletter, <laughs> posting memes comparing vaccines to the Holocaust, uh-huh. drawing penises on Chris Cuomo photographs and gazing at the heavens for Semitic space lasers. Not bad. A devoted homebody uh-huh. who wears his heart an electric monitoring device on his sleeve. And no Hillary Clinton blood drinkers. <laughs> so. There wow. So, okay. So if you're out there, I'm telling you, Q Harmony, I've got a business plan looking for funding. We should make <laughs> it's Q Harmony, uh, one of Dave's many business ideas. And by the way, there's another one coming up on this show. I just wanted to warn you, another one coming up uh, probably after our break. One thing that we would appreciate you do is, uh, if you wouldn't mind, uh, since you're listening to the podcast anyway, 
If you wouldn't mind going and putting a nice review of the podcast uh, on one of the podcast sources, it really helps us every time someone does that. And uh, JT or GT Joy uh, wrote one this past week. It says, perfect length, 30 minutes of laughs, perfect for a workout or commute. Isn't that nice? And if you like Minutia Men or Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. You can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. And remember that Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Now, one thing you'll notice that we do every week here uh, on the show is we have a little feature uh, that is called Studio Walls. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. And, and every week we dip into the Rick and Dave archives to uh, mine a nugget from the past 40 years. And I asked Dave to pick out his favorite one from this past year. All right. And this is what he chose. Uh, this goes back to my radio days. Well, you know what? I'll let me explain it. Here we go. Uh, back in the mid 90s, uh, when I was John Landecker's producer, we uh, had celebrity guests on the show a lot. And maybe one of the biggest ones we ever had on. And it, this is, wouldn't you say this is a pretty big guest? Who, oh, Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. We had Mary Tyler Moore on the show. And it was such a memorable uh, event because we not only had Mary Tyler Moore, whose birthday is mm -hmm. this week, that's why we're choosing it, uh, even though she's passed away, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Her best friend was Valerie Harper, who also has passed Just away. Passed away. And we had Valerie Harper in the studio, and we had Mary Tyler Moore live via satellite. And we pretended like Valerie was going to be Vicky, who was the, the female co-host of the show. And she surprised Mary Tyler Moore. So let's play this, and you'll see how it went. It's our pleasure to welcome to the program in Chicago, Mary Tyler Moore. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, John. Uh, let's turn it over to Vicky and... Uh, Vicky, I know you've got a, some questions for yes, uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Yes, I do. Mary, you're Hi, just... Hi, Vicky. How are you? Uh, uh, well, I'm so thrilled and excited because you're one of my favorite, favorite actresses in the whole world. Thank you. And Aren't I think you the nice? Book Thanks was, a lot. I read the book in hardcover, and it was fantastic. I want to have a question for you, if I may. Um, yes. Everyone should read the book, but I want to ask you a, a question that uh, long bothered me. Of the wonderful supporting cast that supported you on the show, well, of course, you were the star, no question, but who was your favorite of those actors? I couldn't possibly choose a favorite. It's see, like saying, of your six brothers and sisters, yes. which one is yes. your favorite? But you see, know, you there is a favorite, and we know this. I mean, I know it. I, I have people here at the station that I love everybody, but I have favorites. So, yeah. I mean, that's a little disingenuous of you, don't you think, to say that? No, I've never been disingenuous. Okay. Don't start a fight with me, Vicky. Of the men. Everything I say is true. Okay. I loved them all for their different aspects. Of the women. Of the women. Kind of Which was your favorite well, woman? Oh, actress? of the women, certainly Valerie. Oh, was. God, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog. When did you get it? Hello? Is this you? Yes. She doesn't get it. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. She didn't get it. She was doing it on her own. She was doing it on her own. That's so fantastic. Jesus. Oh, what a wonderful surprise this is. Oh, that was that's that great. is a cool moment. That, that was a great. And you produced that. Good kudos to you for setting that all up. Good I job. did. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, our studio wall for this year. 
All right, we still have more show. Dave has another million-dollar idea that he'd like to share with you. Uh, That's coming up. And uh, let me give you another uh, little teaser. The man with the world's longest name. All right, we got you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quick, Lou, what's your favorite car color? I'd say Lou likes blue. Lou likes blue? Eh, Blue's pretty good, but really, I prefer silver. But regardless of our color preferences, when it comes to cars, you'll never know what you'll hear on the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive. I'm Mark Vernon. I'm Lou Costable. Join us for the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Silver. Really? Silver? Uh, We're back. If there's one thing you should know about Dave, deep down, Dave is an idea man. And as soon as I heard the opening moments of this segment, which is called Snow White and the 72 Virgins, I knew we were we were headed for some great ones. Uh, so uh, please listen to uh, one of Dave's selections from this year, Snow White and the 72 Virgins. I got a picture here. I printed it. Okay. This is on paper. For yes. those of you young kids that don't know what paper it is. Rick, why don't you look at that, that picture? That's, what is it? That like? is... That is, well, it looks like a, a bunch of guys that are terrorists uh, with machine guns in little swan pedal boats. <laughs> yeah. Is that what that is? <laughs> it is. So what you are seeing, Rick, yeah. is those are Taliban militants. Yes. And they've been photographed carrying, as you just intimated, uh-huh. weapons and uh, <laughs> rocket launchers or whatever and they are in paddle boats in a national park in central afghanistan these yeah. these images which just emerged on saturday um are paddling as you mentioned colorful <laughs> swan boats right and it's a beautiful lake look oh, at that right it is. It it's looks beautiful like, the, the water is a, just a, a, a gorgeous crystal, blue right. and they are at the bandi amir national park and it was once a, once a hot spot for international travels travelers uh-huh They've repositioned themselves, yeah. and, and, they, and there's not quite as many people that are interested in going, okay? Uh, Marketing 101. Yeah. What are you guys doing? You had a good figure. Death to America, <laughs> yeah. except for their tacky plastic swan <laughs> pedal boats. So these images actually aren't the first of their kind. There have been quite a few of these absur- absurd Taliban photos out there. In fact, there's one, maybe at the same park, it's them... And I couldn't find it riding in electric bumper cars. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I love it. That there's one. Uh, there's a picture floating around, which I did see, which I didn't print, of them on a carousel ride. Oh. Okay. They're see, just, they're just yeah, people. Exactly. They're just people. I think one of my favorite ones, though, uh, is also one that they're working out in a deserted gym. And they've got they're like on they're like on exercise bicycles, yeah. probably making sure that they're getting the clicks. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh, and they've got like their rocket launchers and they're like <laughs> leaning up against a treadmill, right? And they're um, so I'm having a vision of like one of these guys going, "Oh, that spin class! Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> right? Kick my ass!" Um, but as you know, I'm a marketing genius, and you idea. are, you are. And I'm, uh, wait, how many degrees do you have in this? I've got area? two, two I've, degrees, master's degree in advertising. Okay, baby. so uh, when you when you, the, whatever you're going to say next right. is going to be something that only an expert, a could master, know. a master. Yeah, right. I've okay. got a black belt in the four P's. You do. Uh, <laughs> so I'm thinking that Disney should seriously consider 
there's a marketing opportunity here. Yeah, opening okay. up one of their oh a theme park, a theme park oh, in no. Afghanistan. <laughs> oh, no. um, you know what? I also figured that since I offended the Old Testament God next last week, yeah, we're gonna just burn every bridge. Okay, right now. great. Okay. So I came up with um, great. Oh, this is great. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've read anything that happened to Salman Rushdie. <laughs> I know by any chance. Uh, here we are at the uh, all right. Are we about the uh, six minute mark? Right. And, I'd like to say that uh, whatever comes next is Dave's idea. Uh, okay. David Stern, that's, not the other guy okay. on the show. That's fine. Right. Um, so I, I kind of brainstormed some ideas for possible attractions. Okay. All right. Um, admittedly, they're a work in progress. I'm just flushing them out. Okay. That's what we call it in the biz. Uh-huh. Just kind of flushing out. Okay. So I've got some names of some rides. You want to hear some? Sure. Uh, oh, my God. It's a small warhead after all. Okay. All right. So that's not yeah, bad. That's not bad. Big Thunder Muhammad. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's gonna I'd go stay up. away from the uh, M word. All right. Country Bear Jihad. Okay. That's not bad. Uh, okay. Dumbo the Flying Drone. Good. Um, the Hall of Death to Presidents. Very good. Okay. My favorite one is Snow White and the 72 Virgins. <laughs> now, that's a ride I'd go on. <laughs> He's been in there forever. <laughs> Rick is true. Why is Dad constantly trying to take us to the Disney oh, World well, that, at Kabul? All right. Well, that's great. I- that's Snow White and the 72 Virgins. So, you know, this is uh, what our show is. This is the Rick and Dave Primer. Uh, by day, we are wacky, embarrassing dads. But, you know, every now and then, we like to show you there's a little more depth there. And I think that's probably the reason why Dave chose this next segment as our last one for today. And it's called The Man with the World's Longest Name. So let's see if we can get that on the air for you. It's right here. This is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives. And Dave, uh, something uh, momentous happened to uh, me this week uh, in history. All right, what year? All right, 1999. Whoa. Uh, so it was so end of May. It was May actually ni- May 17th, 1999. All right, well, don't tell me. So you were what? 36? 36. No kids were born. No, I had two already. Yeah, but that no one was born in May. No. Um, you lived in the house. That wasn't momentous. No. Um, it's the studio walls. It's got to be some sort of a... Uh, uh, writing or... Yeah, ra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't... What? It was the inadvertent beginning of my writing career. Um, and I'll read the press release here. Who says you can't break into publishing on your first try? Diet Coke is making it possible for one talented writer to do just that. Rick Kempfer of Mount Prospect, wow. Illinois, has been named the grand prize winner of the Diet Coke Living Life to its fullest writing contest. Wow. Um, Rick's story was chosen from more than 4,000 entries. The selection was made based on the judging of seven best-selling authors, including Elmore Leonard, Nora Roberts, Lisa Scatellini, Mauv Binchy, Mark Victor Hansen, Barbara Taylor Bradford, and Mark and Chrissy Donnelly. And the entries were judged on originality, creativity, appropriateness to theme, and clarity. Um, Anyway, um, it says here that uh, Kemper, who lives in Mount Prospect, a suburb of Chicago, uh, with his wife and two young sons, read about the contest in his local newspaper. And despite having never entered a contest before, was inspired to enter because of the title. When I read about living life to the fullest contest, it reminded me of my grandfather, Mm -hmm. says Rick. 
His is a whimsical tale about a man who adds the name of everyone who inspires him throughout his life to his own name. Mm. And here's what happened. I, uh, when my f- grandfather was dying in the 90s, I woke up one night and had this poem uh, in my head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've never written a poem in my life well, before or since. Yeah, you were pretty good in the limericks. Well, limericks <laughs> is something else. <laughs> but I, I had to get this out of my system. And it was really like a children's story. And I saw I like at three o'clock in the morning one night I just got up and I wrote it down and then went back to sleep didn't Keith Richards isn't that how he came up with the yeah that's for satisfaction yeah right yeah anyway um, when I saw that title of this contest I thought oh this sounds like something that that would fit into and so I just sent it in and I didn't think anything of it and I won the grand prize which was a trip to New York City um all expenses paid, three day, two nights, uh, a VIP tour of uh, Harper Collins, Penguin Putnam, um, and uh, publishing executives, and dinner with all these best selling authors wow. like Elmore Leonard and uh, yeah. Nora Roberts. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went to the, the Algonquin room in. Uh, uh, Is it the Plaza? No. Uh, at, no, in the. Uh, where the Algonquin Hotel, we had. Uh, where Dorothy Parker uh, uh, had her. Uh, her daily lunch. It was just like the greatest thing ever. And I never thought of myself as a writer. I wasn't a writer. And while I was there, the question I got from everybody was, what are you going to write? What are you going to write? And I didn't know anything. I I just did. You mean I got to do this again? (laughs) But when I came home, I decided I was going to write something. That's when you and I wrote our first novel. Right. What was the name of it? It was a, a called Time in a uh, Bottle. Time in a Bottle, right, right. yeah, which was never published. <laughs> right. We couldn't get a publisher. In fact, us have refused it. Like, yeah. We're not publishing this. This is crap. But it it started our whole yeah. career, and yeah. now here we are yeah. all these years later as as right. publishers. But I wanted to read, if you don't mind. Oh, I'd I would like love to. Read to. I think this is... This is <clears throat> a one, I mean, this is one of the... And again, I don't want to give you credit for anything, but... Um, other than the limericks you did back in, uh, this is, I think, <laughs> about penises. the best thing that you've ever read. Uh, so this is a, a children's story. I go to schools around here uh, in Mount Prospect and Des Plaines and, and Arlington Heights, and I've probably read this to school kids probably 50 times. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is called The Man with the World's Longest Name. Rudy liked to play in the park. There were so many things to do. He could slide down the slide or play in the sand or swing on a swing or two. Every day he went to the park as soon as he finished school, and he would wait for his mom to pick him up. That was his number one rule. One day the sun was shining bright, and he had little time left to play. He couldn't stop watching the man on the bench who came to the park every day. There was something about that old man there, and Rudy couldn't help stare. Birds were flocking and landing on him, and they came from everywhere. He held a big bag and fed all the birds, and soon the food was no more. But they stayed to listen to the old man talk, and Rudy wondered what for. So he dropped the sand he was playing with, and he walked to the end of the park. What was that old man saying to them? What were those soothing remarks? But as he approached, the birds flew away, leaving Rudy alone with the man. The man looked at Rudy, and Rudy looked back, and he almost turned and ran. What's your name? came a gentle call, and he added, You look like a Mike. Rudy shook his head, and the man guessed on. Are you Charlie or Kenneth or Ike? Rudy's my name, he heard himself say, and he wondered about the man's name. He wondered if he was supposed to guess back, if they were playing some sort of a game. 
What is your name? Rudy asked the old man and guessed, Are you a Joe? Yes, I am, the old man replied, and a Tom and a Sean and a Mo. I'm also a Vince, a Benny, a Pete, a Billy, a Jim and a Barry. I'm a Chuck and a Steve and a John and a Beeve and an Alex, a Mark and a Gary. All of these names are my name now. I'm the man with the world's longest name. And he told little Rudy the story about how he achieved this acclaim. I once had three names, the old man said, a first, a middle, and last. But that was many years ago, before my loved ones passed. When I was a boy, my granddad died. I mourned him, and I cried. My mother tried to comfort me, but I wanted to know why he died. God called for him, she said to me. He also loves your granddad. And he touched our lives like no one else. Be thankful for the years that we had. What one thing will you miss the most? What made you love him so much? I said, I love the way he made me laugh with a smile or a face or a touch. Do you think you could do that, son, to people that you meet? I just nodded and looked at her, and I slowly got up to my feet. That way he still lives with us, I said, as the idea came. And since he now is part of me, I shall add his name to my name. I've added his name to my other three to make the total four, and many years have passed since then, and I've added many more. My father was great. He loved to sing, and though he'll never have fame, when he died, I learned his songs, and I added his name to my name. My mother was kind and loved animals. She soothed them with her sweet words, and when she died, I added her name, and I came to talk to her birds. Rudy was quiet, but then he asked, Have all of those people died? Oh, no, said the man, and he smiled at Rudy. Inside me, they're quite alive. If you wanted to add my name, Rudy asked, would you put it right after Mark? If I added your name, I'd put it first, and I'd love to play in the park. Rudy smiled and said, My mom's coming soon. I better get back to the sand. And though we never saw him again, Rudy never forgot that old man. That's it. Um, you do realize that they're going to revoke your German card. <laughs> no German could possibly have had. Well, those were all your feelings that you ever had, right? Yeah, that all, <laughs> I haven't had any since. <laughs> That's uh, the man with the world's longest name. Uh, well, this has uh, been a fun uh, episode for me. And thank you to Dave for picking them out. If you want to comment on Minutia Men, uh, you can go to our Instagram page. Minutia Men Official. Please don't make fun of the number of followers we have. We're working on it. Uh, please follow that page. Uh, to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter, at Minutia Men. You can email us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our publishing company, Eckhart's Press, E-C-K-H-A-R-T-Z Press. Com. And if you want to follow along with 40 years of Rick and Dave, go to my blog, rickkempfer.blogspot.com. There's an email link there. If, and we, we, we're looking for celebrity stories. So if you have some uh, brushes with celebrity that you'd like to share, I just gave you a bunch of ways that you can get it to me. Special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com.
Thank you. This has been a presentation of Volpi Productions. Tony, can you shut up? What do you get when you hear a celebrity minutiaman interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. So you'll get minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times at Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out, and that's Celebrity Minutiaman Interview, a Tony Lasano podcast. Go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Fits.